It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 187, for the week of August 10th, 2017, we're going to go into the recesses of your imagination. We're going to think back to those days of imaginary friends, the Disney Sunday night movie, and also riding some motorcycles because we have none other than Joe Regalbuto stopping in here this week. That's right, Joe, who you may know is part of the Disney Sunday movie iconic classic from the 80s, Buzz Bucket. He was also part of the highly popular sitcom Murphy Brown, as well as the short-lived great television series Street Hawk. He's directed a variety of different shows like Wizards of Waverly Place and so much more. And Joe is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. Just how he did he get started into acting, directing, what it was like working on a Disney Sunday movie in Fuzz Bucket, being part of the iconic Murphy Brown, Street Hawk, a possible revival, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, and you have the questions, he always has the answers. And Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We also have a short leash for you with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation, this time helping you plan a year-long venture with Dominic. We also have Paige with the symphony for your ears and the magical music review. And let's not forget Jason going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire this week from Netflix, Streaming Disney, The Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, The Grand Floridian, Disney Channel, Bug Juice, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and jump into those recesses of imaginary friends, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, you name it, they are going to help you, walk you through the process, and treat you like family. And they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, it is time to go back to those days of my childhood, going all the way back into the 80s, the Disney Sunday night movie, thinking of imaginary friends, and of course, as iconic as Walt Disney was doing the intros, for those of you around my age, we also remember those days of Michael Eisner introducing a variety of different movies. So let's take a trip back to that Disney Sunday night movie and officially kick off show number 187 for the week of August 10th, 2017, and I'll be right back, all the D-Heads.
Good evening, and welcome once again to the Disney Sunday movie. Mickey and I are here on stage four, in front of the treehouse that was used in tonight's movie, Fuzzbucket. It was in this very treehouse that a young boy and his invisible friend, Fuzzbucket, spent hour after hour talking and playing. The more the boy would tell his family and schoolmates about his invisible friend, the less they would believe him. Now, that's perfectly understandable. We all know that invisible friends like Fuzzbucket really don't exist. I beg your pardon? Mickey, can you believe this? Fuzzbucket. Michael, I just can't tell you how long I wanted to meet the great Mickey Mouse. For years, I've watched him on the Mickey Mouse Club on television. I'll bet I've seen every one of his cartoons at least twice. I'm a real fan. Well, let me take this opportunity to introduce you to Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, Fuzzbucket. Fuzzbucket, Mickey Mouse. How do you do? Nice to meet you, Fuzzbucket. It's my pleasure. I just love your movie. You were terrific. All right. Hey, hey, guys, wait a second. Uh, no more talking. We really have to get on with the movie. All right. Let's have one. Wait, I know wait, a place please, that makes please, a roll great the film. cheese omelet. I'd love to. Hi, this is Tom Kane, the voice of a number of current Disney attractions like Yoda and Jedi Training Academy, Akbar and Star Tours, a number of upcoming rides in the new Star Wars park that I can't talk about yet, and of course, the voice of the monorail. And you're listening to Diz Radio, helping you relive the magic in memories.
It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 187 for the week of August 10th, 2017, as we're going back to those days of Disney Sunday movies, into our imagination, imaginary friends, and so much more, as we have Joe Regalbuto stopping in here this week. Yes, we know him from great shows like Street Hawk, Murphy Brown, and of course, the Disney Sunday movie Fuzz Bucket. And Joe's going to be stopping in here very shortly. We also have the D-team of Aaron, Dominic, Paige and Jason, and all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into everything here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. That's right, give you all the different ways to stay connected with us here at the show right away. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. That's D-I-Z radio, S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, many other places. Just search Disney on demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, different kind of Disney show. And finally, yes, I say these every single week. If you want to stay connected right away, it's super easy. You want the music, the magic, the memories in your ears right away? Just go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. There you can search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue, and subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing. You want to listen to it on your way to work, you want to listen to it in your cubicle, you want it right away to share with your family, you're just itching to listen to us here at the show. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. And if I've been talking too fast or it's just going on and on and on and on and I just sound like something yapping in your ear, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com and find all these links there as well. Finally, all of you D-heads, it is time to jump into that news that is hot off the D-wire. And how about something that's a memoriam, something that's a little bit special? And how about Walt Disney World's Grand Floridian Resort revealed this week the lighthouse statue in honor of Lane Graves? That's right, Walt Disney World's Grand Floridian Resort has now officially revealed the lighthouse statue to honor the young boy who passed away last year from an alligator attack at the resort. Now, we all remember when that happened. It was something big all over the news, and it was a tragic loss. Now, we all remember that tragic story and how his time at Disney and his life was cut short. But now, at the happiest place on Earth, they have a special memoriam just for him. And at the Walt Disney World Grand Floridian Resort, now there is an all-new lighthouse statue. Now, it was brought to light by the Lane Thomas Foundation, and that's the foundation that was created in Lane Graves' honor after his passing. And, of course, the inscription on the lighthouse is something that serves something for his joy, the brightness, the ever-going life that this young man had and it was the beacon of hope and the light of love so now if you are walking around the disney grounds now you can check out the all-new lighthouse statue in honor of a life cut too short with lane graves and the lighthouse statue now moving aside from the parks let's get into the disney channel and how about bug juice now some of you may remember bug juice but how about disney is bringing back bug juice that's right some of you disney channel fans from 1998 may remember a gem of a show 
called Bug Juice. Now, this was Disney's attempt at bringing reality television to its young viewers. Now, basically, if you don't remember it, it followed a group of children ranging in ages from 10 to 12 years old, roughly, as they went to summer camp. It was basically reality TV at its finest for children. There were cameras all over, capturing all the memories, the fun, the drama, and of course, the diary cams as well. Now, what it did is it captured this great time and age when everybody is bonding, making lasting friendships, making memories that last a lifetime. And Bug Juice saw many of its young campers in that first season head off to Camp Wazata. That's right, it was fun, it was fantastic. Now, almost two decades later, the show is getting a reboot or relaunch, however you want to look at it. Now, the new incarnation will also involve many of those who produced its earlier counterparts, including Douglas Ross, Tina Gazzaro, and also Tony Gallagher. Now, the newest season is currently filming and is slated to begin airing in 2018 on the Disney Channel. So are you ready for Bug Juice once again? Because it's, I guess the time is now. I mean, why not? This is something that couldn't get old. It's something where they're not rehashing. You know, it's it's going to be fresh either way. But now if you never saw Bug Juice, you can see it for the first time. And if you loved Bug Juice, watch it again. And in my case, it'll be fun to watch it with my own children who are around that age now. So it's going to be an entirely different viewing experience. Now, getting away from the Disney Channel, let's get into reading, comics, fun, Star Wars, Marvel, Disney. Yes, that's a big, broad spectrum. And how about Captain Phasma returning in an all-new comic book miniseries ready to hit the stands? Now, as we gear up for Star Wars The Last Jedi to hit theaters, we can now fill the void that is Captain Phasma. Now, kicking off in about a month, Kelly Thompson and Marco Cicchetto release an all-new comic book miniseries based around the Star Wars villain that we saw for only mere moments in The Force Awakens. Now, the series is set to give a more of a backstory to the character since it is rumored and now well confirmed that Phasma is going to have a much larger role in the upcoming Star Wars film. Now, Captain Phasma is one of those characters that's much like Boba Fett. Well, Boba Fett for us original Star Wars fans, where minimal screen time, but always had a legacy, cool armor, cool outfit. Everybody loved it, and basically before Jango Fett and all that kind of stuff happened, Captain Phasma is kind of like the modern-day Boba Fett. We all loved it. Now, if you're excited for this September 2017, yes, coming up just next month, you can catch Captain Phasma returning in all-new comic book series. Now let's get to the news that everybody has posted everywhere. We had it posted on our website. Everybody's talking about it, and I think we're going to talk about Netflix. Yes, how about watching out Netflix? Because, you know, Disney movies are now getting ready to stream on their own devices come 2019. Now Disney has acquired majority ownership of BAM Tech. Now the Walt Disney Company announced that it agreed to acquire the majority ownership of BAM Tech LLC. And it's going to launch the ESPN branded multi-sport video streaming service in early 2018. Followed by a new Disney branded direct-to-consumer streaming service in 2018. And 19. Now, this is a huge transaction for Disney. They paid $1.58 billion to acquire an additional 42% stake in BAM Tech. Basically, they're paying out so they can do whatever they want to do with BAM Tech. Now, if you're not familiar with who BAM Tech is, I knew who they were. And I, you know, it 
it could be a good move for Disney. But they're a global leader in direct-to-consumer streaming technology from analytics, many other things. And, of course, they do a lot of stuff with Major League Baseball. Now, as they have released so far, they said the media landscape is increasingly defined by direct relationships between content creators and consumers. And BAM Tech's full array of innovation technology is going to give us the power to forge some of those connections along the way with flexibility and to adapt to the market. Now, the one thing that everybody is wondering about is what's going to happen with Netflix. Disney is set to pretty much end its run with Netflix. Now, I think some Disney will still be on Netflix. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be all pulled away because Disney is not that stupid. But having their own service, they're going to be able to control it. Now, here's the question. Are you going to pay for this service? Now, it's easy to say, yes, I'm a Disney fan. I'm going to throw my money at you. But it doesn't always work that way. Because unless they're offering me the really old stuff or the Vault Disney, um, every television show, I mean, you know, pretty much everything in the Disney catalog, I don't know if I want to pay like a million different streaming services just to get content. I don't want to pay Netflix and Disney and Hulu and Amazon for all these different services. I want it to be bundled up, consolidated, and right there. So we'll have to just see how this one plays out. I am curious as to which direction it's going to go, but... Disney is now set to have their own streaming service by 2019. Now, since we are talking about technology, let's get into Epcot, which soon is going to veer away so much from Walt's original vision. Not that it already wasn't when it first was built, but Mission Space is relaunching this weekend, and Gina Torres is taking over for Gary Sinise. Yes, as Disney has announced over the last few weeks, they have many major changes coming to the theme parks to ramp up with new additions in Disneyland, as well as get ready for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And this week, one of the overhauls, Mission Space, at Walt Disney World's Epcot, and many of those changes that we've spoken about are really coming to fruition now. But one that is going to have everybody up in arms is Capcom. And Gary Sinise. Now, we all love Gary Sinise, right? I mean, he's one of those actors that just, when you think space and technology, he just really has that feel. But now, Gina Torres is taking over the helm. And when Mission Space opens this Sunday on August 13th, the all-new relaunch mission is going to have a couple of different things. First, there's going to be an all-new orange mission that's going to have riders all over venturing around Mars, as well as a brand new green mission, so it's going to be definitely fun and different. Now, we all love Gary Sinise, like I said, and his role of Capcom, and I'm sure Gina is going to be a solid new addition to this. Now, the one thing you have to think of is Disney's just trying to play things with whoever's popular now. If you're going to refresh it, think of Spaceship Earth. How many narrators have we had over the years of Spaceship Earth being, you know, pretty much important to whoever is the sign of the times? And that's what's happening here. We all know Gina from Westworld and Suits, and Disney's just making that jump, changing it up. We'll have to see how this one plays out when it opens this weekend, but I just know that Mission Space has always been a fun attraction, and it's going to continue to be a fun attraction. Now, moving along here, I am going to keep news a little bit short here this week because summer's winding down, and I want to get outside. I want to have some fun here this weekend as well. But how about the Epcot Food and Wine Festival has all new merchandise coming with Figment. One of the greatest times of the year everybody loves is the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And it's about to start its 22nd anniversary run this year. On August 31st, 2017, it's going to start 75 days of food, wine, presentations, and more. 
Now this is going to be one of the longest food and wine festivals ever at Epcot, running for a record 75 days. Now one of the things that they are going to have though, is all new merchandise. Yes, in addition to having a variety of different things for the 35th anniversary of Epcot, and so much more, they're gonna have retro merchandise and all that, they are gonna have a ton of figment merchandise just for the wine festival. It is, I'm not gonna sit here and describe everything to you, but if you love figment, you love Journey to Imagination, you love retro, this is what you wanna get it. So if you're going in one of those 75 days, keep your eyes peeled for all new merchandise with figment. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm wrapping up news. Yes, really simple, really quick here this week, and I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team because we have Aaron answering all of your questions and I want to know. We have Dominic with the short leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your short trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. We have Paige with a magical music review and Jason going deep into the vault, all as we gear up for our imaginary friends. Yes, our imaginary friends from the Disney Sunday movie, Fuzzbucket, and more, as we have Joe Regalbuto stopping in here very shortly as well. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, you name it, they're going to make it magical, special, and treat you like family. And they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to continue on here, have some fun, and of course, one thing in news I didn't mention about, because it was everywhere, this week the Haunted Mansion celebrated its anniversary. Yes, its birthday, its anniversary, its hauntiversary, whatever you want to call it. So in honor of the Haunted Mansion celebrating its birthday here this week, let's have a little bit of spooky fun and some grim grinning ghosts. Take it away, team, and next time I'm back, I'm going to have Joel Regabuto here with me to talk about Fuzz Bucket and more. When the gripstones creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a screaming wake. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. And harmonize When ghosts come out to socialize Flying ghosts in the firelight Rising scoops on every side Restless bones materialize Eerie eyes in the night When ghosts come out to socialize So don't close your eyes and try to hide For a silly spook may sit by your side Dressed up in a strange disguise They pretend to terrorize Grim Grim Girls come out to socialize Come out to socialize. When 
Cooper. Their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that piece. This spring, the Disney Channel's captivating saga about the lives and loves of a turn-of-the-century family continues. I had feelings, but you wouldn't care about that, would you? Because you only care about yourself. Recently named cable television's best dramatic series, share the passion and joy with an all-new season of Avonlea. I'd like to stand up in front of everyone and tell Olivia how I feel. It's a lovely idea. Set in Canada's magnificent Prince Edward Island, Avonlea follows the adventurous journey of the King family. There's some things in life, son, that you just have to put behind you. The family's matriarch is Aunt Hetty. Ah, out! Get out, Hetty! Ah! Alec, Janet, and Olivia provide strength and compassion. You could afford to listen to someone's voice beside your own. And there are the high-spirited children. It's a trip. Taking advantage of poor Gus like that. He doesn't seem to be struggling. He must be breathing out of his ears. Joining the cast this season is special guest star, Christopher Reeve. Perhaps you won't be so pretty when I'm done with you. More coffee, ma'am? He's uh, harsh and abusive and hates children and dogs. So that's <laughs> all, the, all the qualities necessary for a villain. Plus, there's a special appearance by Christopher Lloyd. Ethelred, the unready, first king of England. Perhaps you'll want to nap under that tree. Shouldn't I prepare my troops for battle, sir? Of course not. Why do you think you are called the unready? It's a wonderful company, kids, a wonderful idea for a script. And I was very attracted by the role. You're invited to experience the magic that has made Avonlea the most popular series on the Disney Channel. Hallelujah. Winner of the 1991 Parents' Choice Award and Ace Award winner for Best Dramatic Series. Join us this March for an all-new season of Avonlea, only on the Disney Channel. Hey, you guys, it's Kristen Fairley, the voice of Little Bear and uh, from the series Road to Avonlea, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. It's hard to believe that school starts Monday here in Arkansas. Where did the summer go? Hope everyone's had a great summer, and I hope the return to school is not too traumatic for your kiddos. I think mine's going to be in for a rude awakening, when it comes time to start getting up early again. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Susan J. of Arizona, and she writes, Aaron, thoughts on the Disney Generations DVDs? They have many of these classics available as on-demand on Amazon, from old Disney Sunday movies to other pilots like Beyond Witch Mountain. What are your thoughts on this service? I was also looking for an old John Denver movie from Disney. I was wondering if it is available on DVD or in this on-demand format. I do not recall the name, but I think it, he was an orphan or new orphans. I was trying to save the orphanage. Does this sound familiar at all? Thank you so much for the help and keep the show as great as it is. Well, this is a cool service I just recently discovered on Amazon. It's called the Disney Generations Collection. I've not used it myself, but it's getting great reviews, and a friend of mine recently ordered one of their movies. 
They have such great movies as Child of Glass from 1978, The Richest Cat in the World from 1986, The Boy Who Stole the Elephant from 1970, and many more great movies. This is included in the description of each movie. When sold by Amazon.com, this product will be manufactured on demand using DVD-R recordable media. Amazon.com standard return policy will apply. This product is expected to play back in DVD video play-only devices and may not play in other DVD devices including recorders and PC drives. Well, this is a great service to relive some of those forgotten Disney classics. And as far as the John Denver movie you're referring to, it's called The Leftovers from 1986 and is available on Amazon. It was originally shown as a Disney Sunday night movie. It's about a close-knit group of orphans and their father figure, Max, played by John Denver, who try to keep their home from being shut down. Helping them out are a single mom and the elderly butler from Max's aunt's mansion where he grew up. Well, I'll definitely have to watch this one again since it's not ringing any bells. Our next question is from Sam Boulderson of North Carolina, and he writes, Team, I have a question, as I've been looking for the answer for a while, but still coming up with nothing, and listening to your show, you may be the people to figure it out for me. My question is about Space Mountain. I remember the old days of Space Mountain, where you waited in line in the dark with trippy music, then moved on to something like Space Mountain TV, or something like that. Who hosted that, and can you find the audio or visual for it anywhere? I want to say it was Mario Lopez, but maybe I was just into Saved by the Bell at that time. Any help would be appreciated. Well, you're absolutely correct. Mario Lopez was the host of SMTV. This ran from 1994 to 2005, while FedEx was the sponsor. Well, I always loved the commercials featuring Crazy Larry. And the fake news stories are fun too. You can find several videos and audio on YouTube. It was fun rewatching them. Well, our final question this week is from Heather Larson, and she writes Diz Radio's Aaron, and I want to know. I want to know something. I remember watching Avonlea on the Disney Channel. I recently got a DVD Disney sold of the series. My question is Did it run for more than one season? Can you get the entire series on DVD or Blu-ray, or even streaming? What happened to a few of the main stars? Thanks. Well, The Road to Avonlea ran for seven seasons from January 1990 to March 1996. Sullivan Entertainment released all seven seasons on DVD for the first time between 2005 and 2006. And in 2009, they began re-releasing the series in widescreen format. As of December 2012, all seven seasons and the Christmas special had been released in widescreen format. Earlier this year, Sullivan Entertainment launched its own streaming service called Gazebo TV. It features the Road to Avonlea, among other titles produced by the company. What did a few of the actors go on to do with their careers? We have to remember this was filmed in Canada, and most of the actors went on to have careers in Canadian TV and movies. 
Sarah Polly, who played Sarah Stanley, went on to star in many feature films and is now directing. Mag Ruffman, who played Olivia King, went on to do several TV movies, and Cedric Smith, who played Alec King, went on to do voiceover work. He's best known for doing Professor Xavier in the X-Men cartoon series. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. On the next Disney Sunday movie. This home is history. John Denver and Cindy Williams cook up a plan to help a group of orphans stay together as a family. We're leftovers. We belong together. I have to come up with some money. Fast. Riddler, plan B. You tell him this is war. Blood everywhere. Yuck. The enemy's closing in, but they're dishing it out. We're a family. It's John Denver and Cindy Williams together in The Leftovers on the Disney Sunday movie. Hey, old pal, how've you been doing? I'm really not fooling. I'm so glad to see you. Hey, old pal, my life's been kind of crazy. I'm ready to be lazy hanging around with you. Well, even in the very, very worst of times, there's one thing I know. The way to guarantee a little peace of mind is a walk in the woods, a friend by your side. And, and here, here we go. Hey, old pal, it's great to be here with ya. The thing I'd like to give you is a real good time. Hey, old pal, I really can't believe it. But now that you can see it, it looks just fine. What a chance to play and sing and have some fun. The day should never end. This will be a Rocky Mountain holiday. With you and me. And all we can see. And all of our friends. Hey, old pal, we must be daydreaming. At least the things we're seeing are a dream come true. Hey there, gang, it's great to be together. It just keeps getting better, I can promise you. This is going to be the very best of times. And we will make it so. No more hustle and bustle and no more telephone lines. And now that we're here, let's grab all our gear and off we go. John, this is a terrific campsite. Fozzie, this isn't the campsite. This is the what? parking lot. Uh, where's what? the campsite? Well, it's about seven miles that way. Oh, oh okay, guys, let's start unloading the truck. Oh, oh no. Okay, get the refrigerator down. Refrigerator. Welcome to a Rocky Mountain holiday with John Denver and the Muppets. Hi, this is Rip Taylor. Could you be? Could you die? And you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> Rip Taylor said so. Disney On Demand yourself. Hi, travelers. This is Space Mountain Mission Control. Please bear with us. Your ship is being prepped for launch and should be ready to go soon. Since you're about to blast off into deep space, you probably want to know what's going on around the galaxy. I'll keep channel surfing on our Space Mountain satellite and see if I can pick up a newscast for you. 
You're watching the UFO Network. Stay tuned for My Favorite Earthling. But there's only 3,000 nanoseconds left to get in on this incredible deal. This fine piece of jewelry features a gem found only on the planet Zirconium. And doesn't it look lovely on Sharon? Hello, it's Crazy Larry here for Crazy Larry's used spaceship and satellites. Hey, are you in the market for a used spaceship? I've got them all. I've got rockets, saucers, thrusters, and boosters. I've got photon drives, neutrino drives, all right here under one roof. We've got explorers, scouts, vanguards, redstones, satins, titans, imports, exports, alien ships, all with low, low mileage and ready to blast off the lot. Who let the dogs out? Hello everyone, this is Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't the Indiana Jones version of Wonder Woman's lasso. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. This segment's a good one this week. You gotta listen to math, because Disney knows how to tempt me. This is Short Leash. This segment's all about three to four day trips to Disney World, and as we speak, Biggie Mouse is offering a four day non-park hopping deal for $1,560. All I have to do is get there before the end of September. And that saves me around $170 from what I'd usually pay, and that's just about what our three day trip costs and tickets so you could say we're getting a ticket a day for free. Ah, uh, Mickey, you magnificent rodent temptress. Your $1,500 vacation is like dangling a Brody family member in front of Jaws, but I'm not biting. Because you know as well as I do, you'll make that $170 back and more through food, parking, hotels, and your magnificent merchandise. Yeah, this is a spur-of-the-moment offer. Uh, the kids are going back to school and we need to fill the parks kind of deal. And this sucks in the people who can't plan ahead. Or do simple math. Mickey, giant mutant cat toy, it's going to take a lot more than $170 to get me in a car with three children for 36 hours. As much as my kids would love seeing a five-foot deformed mouse, they're just going to have to find one at a makeup testing lab because I'm not buying into this. Mickey, I'm going to show you how to save some money, you seductive vermin. You're not getting $1,500 of my hard-earned savings. No, sir, you're getting $3,895. Take that, you trophy wife, backup plan for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Yes, folks, as crazy as that sounds, you can save much more than $170. Plus be able to park up, plus get free parking, plus save on meals, plus have as many trips as you want, short or long, all year. Of course, I'm talking about buying an annual pass. Now, full disclosure, we have never pulled the trigger on the annual pass because of distance, work schedule, and lodging, but here's why we probably will and why you should. If I'm planning a trip, I'm dealing with a family of five, four adult tickets of one child for now. We usually take one of two kinds of trips, a long trip in the summer or a short Christmas trip. Every other year, I also get to go for work, but that doesn't count. That three-day Christmas getaway for five, four adults and one child, and let's be consistent and add park hopping, would cost $1,727 just for the tickets. And tickets for that 10-day summer extravaganza for the same people would cost $2,555. And that's a good chunk of change, and that's why we take only one of these types of trips once a year 
at most. I had worked to that and I get to the parks about three times every 18 months for a grand total of 17 days. So at $1,500, a four day vacation is starting to look pretty good. And I'm not saying it isn't. What I am saying is if you pay more up front, buy an annual pass instead and take a minimum of three trips in a year, what I would end up saving for my family would be at least $3,000. Not saving $170 for one trip, taking three trips minimum and saving three grand. That's Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson rolling in a bed of cash kind of money. Wait, that movie is creepy and depressing. That's Scrooge McDuck diving in a building full of change kind of money. Yeah, it's better. I should have gone with that one first. It's even themed properly. Anyway, here's the money-saving math. I mean, if we can call it money-saving, you are going to spend about $4,000. But anyway, as we speak, a Disney annual platinum pass with no water parks. Just try to be consistent here. But also no blackout dates. 4-5 goes for $3,895. Yes, I know it's about $4,000, but hold on before you run off and book that $1,500 trip. Stay with me. Two summertime 10-day trips and one three-day Christmas getaway would cost $6,837 in tickets. Actually, it'd be a little bit more because our nine-year-old would have his Disney bar mitzvah and need an adult ticket for one of those trips. And you'd also pull off two summer trips with one annual pass by making your first trip later in the summer and taking your last trip earlier in the summer the following year. And so far on tickets alone, by buying an annual pass, you'll save $2,942. You'll save $520 in parking if you're drivers and bus haters like we are, because free parking's included with that annual pass as well. I would estimate another savings of about $720 in meals with the 20% discount that you'd also get with an annual pass. And that's not including outside savings gimmicks like Tables of Wonderland and the like. With those included, it would drive up the savings even more. And just like that, by buying an annual pass and taking the vacations we're going to take anyway, we are saving at least $4,182. That's 23 days of vacation at Disney. Minimum. And you can keep going back. 23 days, folks. That's practically a February. Now, the truth is, saving over four grand a year sounds great, and it is, but we still have to add the price of the hotels, and a month of hotels isn't going to be cheap. And if a month of hotels is cheap, make sure you get vaccinated before you go and blood tested on your return. But if you can drop that cash, you can save that cash, because taking three trips of Disney memory-making splendor and doing it for four grand less, well, that's short-leash, people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a high some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I can also be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. again. So, you've seen a lot of Disney fun, and there's more to come. How are you going to see it all? As a Disney Resort guest, there's only one ticket you need. The ultimate park hopper ticket. Show them what you got. No, like this.
The Ultimate Park Hopper Ticket lets you enjoy all four Disney theme parks as often as you like, every day of your vacation. Plus, you can take in Disney's three water parks, Pleasure Island, and more. If you don't already have one, just ask at guest services in the lobby. But right now, I've got a zip. Whoops, forgot my ticket. Don't forget yours. Siestas are getting shorter and shorter. 
require voice identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where it's always murky and gloomy. Well, not necessarily. It is summer, and it has been a fabulous one at that. But I'm glad you're able to come back down here and enjoy yet another fine feature film brought to you by Disney Blu-ray, or DVD in this case. Let's think back to those grand days of summer, catching fireflies, staying up late, and the most operative thing, being with friends. That's why I think it's most appropriate to bring out yet another fine film brought to you by the wonderful world of Disney. I bring to you the sci-fi and friendship-inducing made-for-television film, Fuzzbucket. We've all experienced a time in which friends may come and may go, but we always find that our best friends come from within. And Michael Gerber is no different. This 12-year-old boy feels awkward, feels left out, is about to start junior high, and has no real friends. Well, there is one friend in particular he does have, and that's Fuzzbucket. See, Fuzzbucket is pretty much what it sounds like. No, not a fuzzy bucket or anything like that, but, but think of him as an overgrown rat or... Well, no, that's more like Splinter, but fuzzy and cute. Okay, not necessarily cute. He's not your best friend's cat. He's just a really fuzzy, down-to-earth kind of creature. And it seems in the vein of the movie Harvey, only Michael can see him. Michael has a very experimental side to him, and he cooks up some weird, bizarre, well, it's not green Kool-Aid, that's for sure, jello shots for that matter, but in creating it, it actually makes Fuzzbucket turn visible for all of his friends to see. And for once, Michael believes that he is a part of the in-crowd and actually can make some new friends. In what seems to be a bonding moment or a initiation or somewhere close between a frat party hazing and, and innocent coloring, Michael and Fuzzbucket seal their bond as blood brothers by tracing their hands with crayons and how innocent it would be to have those days of summer back with us. Especially when Fuzzbucket loves the one thing that I love most, and that's cartoons. Again, another bonding moment that brings Michael and Fuzzbucket, hopefully, closer to the world. But it seems that this green Kool-Aid-y goo that Michael has created does have a bit of a limit. If Fuzzbucket doesn't return back home, he may remain invisible for the rest of his life. And that completely devastates Michael. It only means one thing, a road trip to the swamp for Michael to help his friend. And off to Dead Man's Marsh is where they go. And in that time, Michael discovers other fuzz buckets. And you would think that maybe they would have other names, but no, there are just fuzz buckets all around the area. But it is in finding the oddities from the outside within makes Michael realize that maybe junior high isn't going to be so bad, and soon realizes that maybe it's time to take his friend with his family and be one quirky, oddball gang. Now, as I said earlier, Fuzzbucket was a part of the wonderful world of Disney and was shown back in 1986 and is available on DVD through the Walt Disney Generations DVD line. 
it is a great way to catch up to it. I've also discovered it streaming on varying places throughout the internet as well as streaming devices. You will find this film somewhere to be able to watch. The interesting thing about Fuzzbucket is that actually the movie was to serve as a pilot for an ongoing series, as the wonderful world of Disney tended to do. Unfortunately, this was one of those pilots that got its made-for-TV movie, but never took off from there. It would be interesting to see how Michael and Fuzzbucket would maybe traverse through the days of junior high to possibly high school, and maybe even flash-forwarding growing up and having his own family. And maybe, possibly a whole family of Fuzzbuckets. We've seen them before. So if you love The Last Starfighter, yeah, Michael's him. You knew it. And if you love fuzzy little creatures, think Alf even, you're going to love this film. A lot of people have forgotten about many of the great films that have come from the wonderful world of Disney. So start your new tradition. Start up your own Disney Sunday night. Watch a movie. That's why I'm here on Disney On Demand, to always bring you a new blue to view down here in the vault. Since this was a made-for-TV movie, and there are not many things to go along with it, you can guess that the DVD is pretty well stripped down, and you'd be right. You'd be receiving the DVD with the entire movie intact. No added features, no added bonuses, but you know what? Sometimes you don't need the fancy frills, and as Michael would say, sometimes it's okay to be just a normal boy. So I'm going to file this one under M for mushrooms, and I will see you again next time with another blue for you to view down here in the vault. Until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a swallow of green goo and always deep inside of you. Cooper. Our dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that on the Disney Sunday movie. What kind of place do you live in? A boy helps his invisible friend come to life. And it's the beginning of an amazing journey. There's no place for boy, kid. Fuzzbucket, tomorrow. WPLG, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and the Diz Radio Show. And with us here this week, as you continue to relive those magic and memories from your lifetime of television, Disney, and so much more, many times those are ones you've caught on Sunday Night Movies, ones that you see every single week and you're just waiting for your favorite characters to pop up, or maybe it's someone behind the camera doing a lot of directing and making you laugh. We have none other than the I Icon, the veteran, the actor himself. Yes, Joel Ragabuto here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hey, thank you very much. Good to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your resume goes on and on with so many great television shows and films and so many things that have played parts in so many people's lives. Now, the one question that I always started off with everybody, of course, the one thing that really, I guess, one made you want to be an actor, get into this industry. I guess, what was that one spark, that one moment where you realized... This is the career that I want to pursue. Uh, a good question. Well, you know, I was in Jersey. I was in high school, and we were watching a, a, a high school production of Brigadoon. I was up in the balcony with my buddies, and I remember very little except there was a funny guy in there, and he just kept getting laughs, and he came out, and he got big applause. And I was up in the balcony, and I loved it. It was all dreamy, you know, Brigadoon, and magical, and so forth. And... The bug caught me. I thought, this is the coolest 
thing ever. I couldn't quite admit it in front of my friends, you know, that this is what I wanted to do. I want to be an actor. They say, what are you, crazy? <clears throat> but that uh, was like in 10th grade and then started pursuing it, believe it or not. It was something, I think a lot of actors will say that, you know, it's something you got a little bit of, you know, I got feedback from. It was positive. I sort of understood it. It was something I didn't mind working long hours on and so forth, which, you know, I I wasn't the greatest student. I was an okay athlete, but not not the best athlete. You know what I'm saying? So it was a, a thing that you really hooked into, and I, I just loved it. I just loved the magic of, uh, of the theater. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those things that really hooked you in early, and, you know, you, you really had that drive where you're like, I'm going to work for this. I'm going to make it work. I want to be the best I can at it, and it's been fruitful for you. I mean, you've been part of so many great things like Murphy Brown, Street Hawk, and so much more that I know we're going to touch base upon. But, of course, I guess for all of our Disney fans out there, i got to jump into this one right away. And that wonderful time when people would sit down as a family, watch those family movies, and being part of the Disney Sunday movie Fuzz Bucket, which to this day, people still talk about how this, you know, quirky kind of 80s movie played this role in their life. What was it like being part of a Disney Sunday movie that now you're part of something that continues to be a family tradition? There there are certain things you do that you, when you're doing them, you don't realize the significance and, uh, you know, at that point in my career, I was happy to be working, happy to be working on a fun project, it, it, but it was, it was more uh, nuts and bolts in the moment. And then after the fact, and for years to come, when friends had little kids and they, the kids would uh, see this thing on, and that's all they would talk about, fuzz bucket, and they would meet me later, they would go through the moon. So it was, I didn't realize <laughs> Uh, the impact, um, there were a couple of times like that, but that was a, a good one, especially when the kids get involved. I had, a, you know, a slightly similar experience with the show Street Hawk. I didn't do anything until then. My kids, you know, when they saw that, I was now an actor in something very cool. So, um you know, it's it's really fun when your kids uh, are, are digging what you're doing. Well, definitely. You know, and with that, like you said, it's one of those things where at the time, it, it's another job. You're, you're acting. You're doing what you love. And now even to this day, you know, we get people all the time who are, you know, they, they recall this movie that they grew up with, with this little furry creature and things like that. Now, have you ever had a chance to revisit watching that film even in the recent years? And it kind of brings back this photo album of memories. I, I actually have not seen it. I have not seen it once, I don't think, since doing it or since it was first on the air. And I you know, there are kids who are who are thirty now and thirty five. So that's sort of that's been my, my, my revisiting of Fuzz Bucket. It's true for now young adults. No, it's just remarkable to me that certain things uh have such uh such a lasting power. Well, definitely, you know, and because it has that 80s quirk to it, I think that is part of that lasting power because that is the generation that's growing up, you know, much like myself, you know, I'm showing it to my kids and it's this fun kind of thing. Now, I guess working on this at the time, even though it was a job. I don't think that you, you work on those those sort of Disney fantasies and uh, you know you're having a lot of fun. You know, you do know there's going to be a, a, a large fun audience. Uh, an innocent audience, an innocent audience that's that's just gonna uh, uh, love 
but it's different. You don't really uh, understand sort of the generational magnitude that a simple little uh, hour show has. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you know, and I guess before we move on to some other things with that, too, I guess, you know, at the time, though, being part of a Disney Sunday movie, was that something where you grew up watching some of those Disney Sunday movies and things like that? And now you're, you know, so there was that excitement being part of one now. Are you kidding? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I watched Disney all the time growing up. I, everything Disney. Oh, my God. You know, Sunday night and uh, you'd go to the different lands. Uh, Disneyland, Walt himself would give you the introductions. You know, there'd be cartoon figures in his office. It was ridiculous how how much influence that had. You know, I remember seeing when um, I was living on the East Coast, living in back in New York, and uh, just as a little kid when Disneyland opened, and thinking, oh, my God, if I ever get a chance to go there. Oh, my. It, it, you know, that that is for a little kid watching TV, and then he's taking you around, and you see submarines and whatever else. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, but yeah, oh, Adventureland and and you know and 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 Davy Crockett and <clears throat> Coonskin Caps and oh my God, Davy Crockett was you know the Beatles. Davy Crockett was was just out of this. He was gigantic. People don't realize. I mean, you, you had to get yourself a a little Coonskin cap, and you were oh my God, it was gigantic when that was on TV. <laughs> well, and I believe that was one of those things where Walt even said, if he knew Davy Crockett was going to be as big as he was, he wouldn't have killed him so soon. Didn't they? I think they originally made it as a movie. Uh, I'm not even sure exactly the, the process, but I, I understood they broke it down into sequences, and they just, uh, I don't know, a gigantic phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess, aside from working on things like Fuzzbucket and Disney, you were also part of Street Hawk, which, of course, you know, sadly only lasted one season, and I loved watching that series. It was kind of like a, a, a I guess, a more high-adrenaline take of a Knight Rider. You know, you had motorcycles and so much more. Now, I guess, what was it like getting attached to a show like that where it was kind of cutting-edge, motorcycles, you know, police, chasing robbers? Uh, what was that excitement when you were uh, kind of pitched the idea of this new series? Listen, I thought of myself as a serious actor, and I'm going to do this and that, you know. So there's always a little bit of, what are you doing? You know, some motorcycle action show. and uh, <clears throat> But, you know, there was a lot of cool elements. Tangerine Dream did the music to that show, which was very cool. Um, here's the, the best thing. Just recently, like two or three years ago, I found out about a, a rather large Facebook Internet fan base for Street Hawk. They've got paraphernalia. They know every episode. They, they're posting all the time. They have conventions and meetings. I haven't gone to any of these things, but it's a riot. It's, <laughs> and it's based out of, it's based out of London. Uh, they know more about the show than I do. It's, so it's a trip. But it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was the first time I was involved with that kind of, you know, stunts and 
actually, you know, a lot of those things that actually were actually guys flying with the motorcycles over cars and stuff. That was, you know, that was way before there was uh, any digital processing. Well, definitely. You know, and with that, like you said, too, it's one of those where, you know, in London, it became a really big series. I mean, from toy lines to so much more. And, you know, it kind of has this cult fan following even now. So, you know, when you discovered that, were you just really blown away? Like, wow, I, I, I cannot believe how popular and lasting this is. Well, you may be surprised to know that George Clooney got his start on Street Hawk. That's right. George Clooney, he was 19 or so, I think. And came and played some kind of renegade motorcycle driver. He was very good. <laughs> I've met him a few times in the recent, you know, since then. And uh, I was in one of his uh, little improv shows, and I uh, we kid each other about that one. I do see it, not often, but. <laughs> <clears throat> So if they ever said that, you know what, this has a huge following, let's kind of reboot it into a modern-day movie or things like that, would you ever take up that role as a cameo as your original character, at least in the series or a, a reboot of a movie? In one second. And the reason is that that would be very cool because, you know, look, my guy was, uh, he was not the guy who rode the motorcycle, he was the guy who built them, invented it, and kind of put together the whole thing. So... Uh, Assuming his mind is, is is still reasonable, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. But you know how it is. That's, uh, if they were to ever do something, it would probably be completely different. But I listen. Put out the word. I'll take the part as as Norman Tuttle. <laughs> now, I guess with that, you were part of a really big show, the one that everybody knows, of course, and being part of Murphy Brown. Now, being part of this show, it lasted very long time, many, many years, was quoted in, you know, political speeches and so much more. What was it like being part of this phenom of a series that, you know, still to this day, people love Murphy Brown. They go back, they watch the episodes. What was it like being part of that? And were you guys like one big happy family, even being on the set for so long? Well, you know what? We were truly a, a, a family for 10 years. Uh, we did 247 of those episodes. That's a lot of shows. Um, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was before it was a 10 episode season and you were done. We would do 25 a season and so forth. Um, it was, frankly, for me, it was, um, it was a thrill the entire time. You know, there's ups and downs. When I say family, there's ups and downs like in any family, but we were very, very close. And, uh, we had, so many guests come on that show in the political world. We had everybody from, you know, and in, in show business, we had everybody from John F. Kennedy Jr. to Elizabeth Taylor, who I got to direct as well, because I was directing an episode that she was there. Uh, you know, Martin Sheen, we've had, I, I mean, Walter Cronkite did the show, Wallace did the show, Mike Wallace did the show, I mean, I could go on and on and on. It was a, it was an amazing experience, and it reached all kinds of uh, uh, heights. When Dan Quayle made his speech about uh, motherhood outside of marriage, and and then everything hit the fan. So uh, that was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it was remarkable, and it was that way from beginning to end. It's uh, it's something I'm proud to have been a part of, and uh, 
you know, very lucky to have been a part of, too. Well, and like you said, it's one of those that you were lucky to be part of it. And it's one of those television series because there's only a handful of those kind of television series that go down into that, like that catalog of films and television series that everybody knows and they get passed on to generations. And Murphy Brown is one of those. Now, are you ever out and about and get recognized? You never know why um, you get picked for something. I mean, even while I was doing it, I kept pinching myself. It's... uh uh, there are a lot of people who could have done that part, and, and a lot of people did audition, I happen to know. But, you know, it's it's one of those uh, things that, uh, God, somehow uh, you were blessed, gifted, whatever you want to say. I, I was thrilled and was always aware of it. I never kind of took it for granted. I said, this is something pretty cool. We had tremendous actors come in and out of there, and uh, great writers, and, you know, it was it was a... A, a life-changing experience. It was pretty remarkable. Well, you know, and with something like that and being part of something, you know, like that for so long or anything that you've been a part of, have you ever been on set or any of those moments where, you know, one day when you're writing your memoirs and looking back at your entire career, is there any one film or television series or anything where, you know, whether that was on camera or off camera where you're like, this is a moment I am never going to forget? Oh, my goodness. Well, um... Look, there were there were handfuls of those experiences on Murphy Brown. Uh, I, I've been very lucky. I've, I've gotten to work, even if it's in a just in a small way, on some of the best shows I've ever been on television. I've I've been on in, in plays that have been tremendously rewarding for me, both here in, in, in L.A. and on Broadway and so forth. Um, so, you know, I've, I've gotten to, I think for me, the people that I've gotten to work with over the years, which have been so many, so varied, so different, um, is the, uh, probably the biggest gift that I can take away. And I, I sort of, you know, remember it. I remember Murphy Brown, of course, is something that I remember as a whole and and, and millions of little specifics along the way. But I have a lot of that with a lot of the, the things that, uh, you know, I've been uh, been able to do. It's really, you know, really lucky, frankly. You know, I, who knows? You work as hard as you can. You do the best you can. But uh, a lot of people do. And uh, so... Can't help but be tuned in when you're grateful like that. You're very tuned in. As soon as they open the gate on the lot, you say, holy crap, they're opening the gate for me. I guess I'll go in. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, there's so many different moments and so many different things from over the years. And, you know, everything even from, you know, from your fuzz bucket days and Street Hawk and Murphy Brown, you even went on to, you know, direct many things, many episodes of Murphy Brown, of course, Wizards of Waverly Place on the Disney Channel. How different is it after all those years of acting and being on stage in front of the camera to going behind the camera and making the magic happen? You know, for some people, it's kind of a logical move. My head thinks that way. I'm always, there are people who are very much in a, in the thing and they're, they are the thing and, and, and that's the way they work, which is, is cool, it's acceptable. Other people more, more of a, <clears throat> they take a look, you know, they sort of observe and then they, then they go, I, I think I've been that guy. So we would always talk about stuff. Uh, I always had this this idea that it's. I, I feel like I understand what a scene is and what I want to do with the scene, and 
I love working with actors. Actors appreciate it because they know that I'm not just, you know, I haven't just sort of come off and I have this grand vision that I want them to um, to follow. I've been up on stage. I know what it's like. So it's 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 a terrific thing in many ways, and I think it's a logical step for some some people. I love to talk about stuff. I love to see stuff. I love to teach. I love all that. So it it kind of all goes together when you're directing. Very cool. And like you said, it's one of those where it seems like that natural progression, you know, because you do understand what everyone else is going through in all those other fields. Now, I guess with that, you have so many different things always on the horizon, always working and so much more. Are we going to be able to see you soon upcoming, you know, either in the fall television season or anywhere else? Um, let's see. Yeah, I want you to watch this season. You know, they're they're very fussy on how we how you promote stuff, but watch, watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm this year. It's coming back for a ninth season after being off for five years, and um, it's very good this year for a number of reasons. <laughs> and they, uh, <laughs> um, that and you know, there's things in the works always. Some of them just uh, fly away quickly, and some of them uh, come to fruition. So uh, I'll keep you posted. Very cool. Well, we know you're busy, always on the move. So many different things going on, and of course, thank you once again for stopping in, taking this time with us, this trip down memory lane, and of course, playing part in so many people's lives. Whether that's Murphy Brown, Street Hawk, the numerous series you've been guest stars on, of course, the Disney Sunday Night movie that everybody loves from the '80s, Fuzz Bucket, and of course, upcoming Curb Your Enthusiasm this season and so much more so thank you once again for stopping in and in closing here do you have any final words you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans listening in people whose lives you've touched and people whose you know they have these memories of watching you on television and fans of all of your work well thank you guys i mean listen like you i i I get sucked into the fantasy to the magic uh to the magical part of what what we uh what we're all do so when you get a chance it's kind of a good spot to be and uh thank you so much for uh taking those little journeys with me love it well thank you once again and it was our pleasure and i'll be looking for you in the upcoming fall season thank you so much jonathan appreciate it i hear you've got an imaginary friend um fuzz bucket is that it not imaginary invisible and what's this buddy of yours look like well i don't know he's invisible Fair enough. Look, Mikey, you're in junior high now. Not a little kid anymore. Invisible friends are okay when you're six, but at 12... Well, you know what I'm getting at, huh? Come on, sit down. You're not afraid to come to me with any problems, are you? That's what dads are for. Anything a dad can help you with? Anything wrong I can help make right? I just didn't want to hurt you and mom fighting. So I slept in the castle. Something I want you to know, Mikey. There are a lot of things that make your mother and I unhappy, and we tend to yell at each other sometimes. Wish your kids didn't have to hear that. But no matter how much noise we make, I want you to know that we love you and Stevie very much. I know. 
too old to give your dad a hug? Let's give up this fuzz bucket thing for me, won't you? Hmm? Good. Okay. You better get yourself ready for school. I don't want to be late on the big day, do you? Huh, big guy? DVD. Ten years ago, a mermaid dreamed of life on the land. I've never seen a human this close before. Now her daughter dreams of the sea. You know what? Sometimes I even pretend I have fins. The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Get ready for a story unlike any other. This is the only way. Melody can't know about merpeople or Atlantica. It's an adventure you'll never forget. What's happening, Melody? <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents an all-new full-length animated feature. I know this necklace means something. If no one's going to tell me, I'm going to find out for myself. The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Premiering only on video and Disney DVD. I'm too old for this. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. We are continuing with our month-long look into the music of animated Disney sequels with the third favorite as voted on by the D-Heads. Eleven years after Disney introduced us to a princess who longed to walk on land, Disney introduced us to her daughter who dreamed of the sea. Our next selection in our month-long look at Disney animated sequels is The Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea. Ariel and Eric are all grown up and now their daughter Melody is taking center stage. 
with music by Danny Troub, who worked as an arranger and orchestrator for nearly every Walt Disney animated feature in the 90s, the music took us back under the sea for another fun-filled adventure with everyone's favorite mermaid. With our songs queued up and ready to go, follow me back to Atlantica and the Kingdom Above as we take a look at the 2000 soundtrack for The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. Starting the soundtrack and the film, audiences were treated to the beautiful voice of Jody Benson, once again returning to voice Ariel. Down to the Sea starts as a sweet ballad that Ariel sings to her baby girl Melody as they are out at sea sharing a precious moment between the two of them in the cabin. Leading into Eric's entrance, this time portrayed by the ever-familiar Disney voice actor Rob Paulson, the song picks up in dynamic to a nice comfortable mezzo forte to forte. Ariel and Eric are headed out to sea to celebrate the birth of their daughter, bringing together the land and the sea with friends from their kingdom on board the ship, and Ariel's friends and family from Atlantica. The mood of the song changes to a more energetic Caribbean mood as the audience is taken under the sea to find Sebastian, once again voiced by Samuel E. Wright, and the citizens of Atlantica singing of the return of Ariel. The final chorus of the song takes on a more grand fanfare as King Triton rises from the water to meet his granddaughter, and the land and sea come together in song to celebrate the joining of their two lands. You are my world, my darling, what a wonderful world I see. You are the song I'm singing, you're my beautiful melody. Better be going. Look at her, isn't she glowing? She looks divine, and you look exquisite, but look at the time. Couldn't be, is it? The crew is awaiting your orders. We're sailing away from our borders. Steady, boy, steady. Ahoy there, they're coming. Trumpeters ready, drums start drumming. Down to the sea we go, down to a world I know. There's never been, not ever before, a child born of sea and shore. Down to the sea we go, down to the world below, a journey to us, a princess to be, under the sun and under the sea. Ariel's coming. 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 From sea to shining sea. <laughs> there is no hesitating. Today we celebrating Ariel's melody. Today with Triton's daughter comes back here to the water. We're gonna have a spree. <laughs> the boat is near her now. I think I hear her now. Ariel's melody.
While Ariel dreamed of the land above, Melody dreamed of the sea, and both got their dreams to come true, with the help of sisters Ursula and Morgana, respectively. Both of our wicked ladies were brought to life by the delightful Pat Carroll, who was on our show back on show number six. As Melody gets her first taste of life as a mermaid, she sings our next song for a moment. Voiced by Tara Strong, Melody describes her process of figuring out how to use her new tail and how perfectly free and comfortable she feels in the sea. Unbeknownst to her, her solo becomes a duet as Ariel returns to the sea to find her daughter. Singing of her regret and wish that she could have shared all about Atlantica and the life of a mermaid with her daughter, Ariel searches for Melody, treating audiences to glimpses of familiar locations from the original film, such as the location of Under the Sea and her grotto. Okay, get a grip, get the hang of this flipper. It's like slipping two feet into one big huge slipper. This way is left, which way is right? Well, now I'll be circling in circles all night. Oh, so this is forward, no problem. I can't believe I can do this and more. To swim in the sea like I walk on the shore. Out of my shell, not closed up like a clam. Look out, see, this is me. Stubbing my toes, getting stuck in the sand For a moment, life is cool I'm a splash in the world's biggest pool This is more than my thoughts ever thought it could be For a moment, just a moment, lucky me <laughs> If only for one moment I had shared with you all I know The sea wouldn't be a mystery To life than before Watch me soar For a moment I can shine Got a grin and a fin that works fine My fingers are wrinkly And I really don't care If all of my curls have curled out of my hair For a moment I can feel All the dreams I've been dreaming are real Wish my mother could hear it The sea is my song For a moment just a moment, I belong. I will find you, my darling. And the moment that I do, I'll hold you close, my melody, and sing a song of the sea with you. Our final song is another ensemble number, this time started by Sebastian. Morgana has been defeated and the walls surrounding Eric and Ariel's castle has come down. The land and sea are once again reunited and the cast treats us to the final number here on the land and sea. The song itself stays in the bright and excited mood as the song is a celebration as friends and family can once again come together in perfect harmony. Sebastian takes the lead throughout the song with Melody and Ariel having a short duet together. Overall, it's a nice way to end the film. I feel the music playing, it's swinging and it's swaying, I need a rhapsody. <laughs> Today we're so delighted, Today we're all united, here on the land and sea. <laughs> I see the sails are sailing, even the whales are wailing, we're swimming fancy free. We're feeling better now, we sing together. 
for another magical music review and coming back week after week to Diz Radio. Don't forget to connect with the D-Team and myself on the D-Wire on Facebook. Check out our official show Facebook page and website and send any of us any email questions using the first name of the D-Team cast you'd like to talk to, followed by at DizRadio.com. Have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Hi, everybody. This is Pat Carroll. I am so glad you're listening to Disney on Demand. And as Ursula would say, life's full of tough choices. In it. <laughs> Don't forget, keep listening to Disney on Demand. This summer at the Magic Kingdom, Mickey Starland at Epcot Center. It's Captain EO in 3D. The exciting Body Wars ride. The fury of the Maelstrom. And now, the Disney MGM Studios theme park with Star Tours. The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And the Muppets. The Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. What a year to be here. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp, taking that trip back to my childhood, going into the 80s, Fuzz Bucket, a lost Disney gem. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Joe Regalbuto for stopping in here this week and chatting with all of us, reliving that days of... Fuzzbucket, Murphy Brown, Street Hawk, great television series that I remember watching over and over as a child. And of course, great new things on the horizon. And of course, I'll be looking out for Curb Your Enthusiasm coming up in the upcoming fall. Thank you, Joe, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team because without the D-Team, there truly would be no show. They fill the show with great content, make it fun, make it magical. And I want to extend that thank you once again to Aaron, Dominic, Paige and Jason stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Remember, if you want to connect up with the D-Team, it's super easy. Just go to our official website at Diz Radio, go to the D-Team page, and email them right there through their specific email. Super easy. And finally, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you every single week. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney for almost eight years, almost 200 shows. You are the reason we keep coming back at you 
every single week. You make the magic happen, and we love bringing the show to you. So thank you, the D-Heads. Now, next week, we have a very special guest stopping in. And I know I say that all the time, but I think many of you D-Heads are going to love this one. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash dizradioshow. That's D-I-Z radio, S-H-O-W. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, different kind of Disney-themed celebrity guest show. That's right, making it fun and magical for you. And if you can't, just wait to stay connected. You need the magic instantly. You want it right away. All you have to do is go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. There you can search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio and get the latest shows on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the MP3 player, the device of your choice, and get the latest shows as they get released instantly every single week. You get the show right away. You want to listen to it in your cubicle? Done. You want to listen to it on your way to work? Done. You want to share it with the family? Done. It is that easy. Just go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if I've been talking too fast, too crazy for you, all you have to do is go to Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Com and find all those links there as well. Now, all of you D-heads, I know I said a very special guest is stopping in. Now, we all said goodbye to wishes not too long ago, right? We all loved that fantastic fireworks show. But with that rang in something new, something different, something to help you live with your happily ever after. And if I recall, there's a great song that goes along with that by a male and a female. I'm going to leave it at that. So until next week, all of you D-heads, as summer is winding down, everyone's getting those last-minute vacations in, I want you to slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. Because you can always make money, you can't always make memories. So make the magic, make it memorable, and of course, make the memories happen. So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend, and remember, be yourself, and always stand out above the rest. Catch you next week. Open up your eyes, take a look at me. If the picture fits in your memory, I've been dreaming by the rhythm like the beat of a heart. And I won't stop until I start to stand out. Stand out.
at me instead of just walking by. There's nothing that I wouldn't do if it was getting you to notice. I'm Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.